Welcome to the Piney Pastors Podcast, the elders meeting after show where we hang out to discuss theology and issues relevant to covenant members at Piney Ridge Church in Wentzville, Missouri. It's like a Bible study, covenant members gathering, elders hang out, and talk show all wrapped up into one. And it's all about making disciples of Jesus Christ. So grab another cup of coffee and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Piney Pastor Podcasts. I'm Steve Hopped, and I'm joined by my friends Jason Myers. That's me. And Nathan Smith. That's mm-hmm. him. And uh, today our topic is pornography and lust. And we feel like this is a topic that we should address um, because it's a, it's a struggle uh, we know for sure a struggle for men. I would, I would, I don't think that I'm overstating it to say that if it's not every man, it is a vast majority of men that struggle mm-hmm. yes. with, uh, with lust and are tempted by pornography. Um, and so, and and we do know that it's an issue that's come up from time to time in our church and. And we suspect that if it's an issue that, that, that men in our church have brought to us, that we're seeing you know, just those men coming to us and saying, I'm struggling with this, that that is the tip of the iceberg, and there are probably more mm-hmm. that are out there that are also struggling. And so we feel like it's a timely topic. Now, we, we say men because we are men, and we know how how we think as men, but uh, Jason was just sharing some statistics that he had found that that women also own up to the fact that that there are some women that that do look at pornography and and it causes them to lust. But I think primarily our focus is going to be toward men today. Would you agree with that, or do you think do you disagree with that? I think that would be our um focus, but <clears throat> that much of what we would say would apply to women as right. well, but mm-hmm. we'll just have that um, language would probably be more focused toward men, for sure. Right. Yeah. And so we want to start off by, by just talking a minute about what the Bible says about lust. Um, Jesus addressed lust in his Sermon on the Mount, where he, well, did one of you have that uh, that have you pulled the that Bible? passage up? Yes, we have Bibles. I have not pulled that passage up. Well, we. I mean, I, I don't. I don't want to misquote it here, where it's going to be hanging yeah, out there don't. in the ether for all eternity. I can read it. There I have go. it now. Do you have it? Read read it for us. Matthew Nathan. five, starting in verse twenty-seven. You have heard that it was said, "You shall not commit adultery." But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Shall I read on or stop there for now? Well, that's probably a good place to stop for now. And so we know that that adultery is one of the commandments. We should not commit adultery. We know that that God has uh, told us numerous times in the New Testament to flee immorality, um, he says even, I, 
in Ephesians 5.3, but immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as mm-hmm. is proper among saints. And mm-hmm. so not only should we not do it, we shouldn't shouldn't even have the suspicion of it, right? And so we should avoid all of that. And so uh, it is a sin against, first and foremost, God. Uh, it's a sin, um, <clears throat> 1 Corinthians says, flee immorality because every other sin that a man commits is outside the body, but the immoral man sins against his own body. Mm-hmm. And it's a sin, I would go on to say, against the the Im- the people of whose images we are we are looking at. Um, mm-hmm. If we're married, it's a sin against our wives. Um, mm-hmm. We are are being unfaithful to our wives when we look at any other woman, whether it's a a, vi- a vision on a screen or w- whether it's just another woman <coughs> that we're actually seeing. Uh, it's unfaithful, and so it's something to be avoided. And uh, but but first and foremost is sin against God. Jason. And yeah, I say and Paul um, in First uh, Corinthians, he uh, was at chapter six, um, where he says that um, talks about sexual sin. He says, um, verse eighteen of. 1 Corinthians 6, flee from sexual immorality. Every other sin a person commits is outside the body, but the sexually immoral person sins against his own body. So the sense in which we we sin even against um, ourselves in a sense of dist- uh, how it's destructive to us, and he goes on to say in verse 19 that, do you not know that the body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. Mm-hmm. So there's a way in which we are sinning against God in our marriages, we're sinning, or, or <clears throat> in future marriage, we're sinning against God um, um, in regard to our children, and in regard to the other person or people we're viewing. We're sinning against God in our own body. We're sinning against God in our church and really in the world, because our sin never affects um, just us. But then, therefore, when it affects us, it affects how we love and treat everybody else around us. I was reading recently <clears throat> um, a book about pornography and. The guy made the comment that um, when someone is gripped by pornography, it can be an all-consuming issue battle and a regular thing that your mind goes there towards those that type of thinking, and um, everything else becomes a distraction or an obstacle. And um, it's like you need to get your drug fixed, <clears throat> and it can be a um, way that what ends up happening then is then you are unloving to everyone else around you because you see them as either vehicles or obstacles. Mm. They're not human beings made in the image of God by which you are to worship Him by loving them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, it's 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 a, a destructive sin in many, many respects. Yeah, and I, I want to just... <clears throat> I want to reemphasize what you just said because I think that's something that we as men need to really think about, that when we lust after a a woman sinfully, I, I guess, lust after any woman that's not your wife. And even in how we think about our own wives, mm-hmm. yeah, they're, they weren't put on this earth first and foremost to gratify our sexual desires, right. our sexual appetites. This is, as you said, a, a person who <laughs> is in an image of God. And I think that men that are are 
allowing themselves to have lustful thoughts like this are degrading women. Mm-hmm. And we are, are putting them in a category. What were the two categories you said? They're either obstacles or, or they or are vehicles. vehicles. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's unloving to women in general to, to have lustful thoughts and, and to think that, that every woman, it, I think we get into the mon- concept that every woman was put on this earth for my gratification. Instead of for God's glory. Yeah, instead of for God's glory. And so... So that's, it becomes a kind of an idolatry where mm-hmm. you are um, having to worship um, sex or um, worship your lusts, mm-hmm. and uh, everything is either going to serve that or not. And, and I, 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 um, I read a book to my boys, uh, just a, it was a small like, um, children's book really about um, negative sinful images like pornography, one of the things it said was that often what happens is we, we reduce that human being to body parts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like that, that person is more than just their, the sum of their parts, and they're more than just those parts you want to see that should be covered up and held with honor. Right. And um, like that's really helpful, I think, to, to remember that, hey, how can I love this person as a person? Mm-hmm. And if I'm reducing them to mere body parts, I can't. Um, I just use them, and and that's abuse. Um, so I, I, Nathan, I think you had said this um, not too long ago, but that one of the problems with pornography is that it, um, like in our culture today, we are uh, just in general as a whole, and I think rightly so, wanting to. Um, <clears throat> To do away with the sex slavery and um, sex trafficking mm, mm-hmm. and sexual abuse, um, that's that that's most people would say yes. But in our culture, what's so twisted is that pornography is becoming more and more acceptable and mainstream, mm-hmm. and and even something that uh, psychologists are um, championing, saying this is yes, this is good, it's healthy, it's part of your sexuality, it's what you should do. Not realizing that so many of these these people, these women, and even um, I mean, there are a whole category of of, of underage children being sold mm-hmm. for this, and um, they're they're enslaved. Whether it's mm-hmm. they are literally enslaved or they feel no way out, so this is how they make their money. Yeah. Um, it's still you're contributing to that, you're participating mm-hmm. in that, and it's yeah. it's destructive. Yeah, yeah. So many uh, women who are involved in making pornography um, were abused sexually as kids um, or have addictions um, you know they're it, the whole presentation of pornography mm-hmm. is a lie it's it's right. based on lies that that this is what women want <clears throat> that's it's lying to men who view it to to say this is what women want to do this is the way that this is what w- women are really like um but it's actually women who are desperate you know they're they're doing it because they want drugs or money for drugs or because yeah they they're maybe they're trying to support a child and they don't know how else to do it or or they've been kidnapped and are being or, forced yeah, to do it like you say yeah it's actual slavery oh, or um I mean, it. it uh, I forget the name of the website, but it came out that there were all these videos out there of that um, 
were basically women who were videoed without their knowledge or mm. permission. Their videos yeah. were uploaded and um, just, you know, individuals, not even a, a company. But so, yeah, unwilling participants in this. Yeah. And definitely some of them unwilling that they're that they be videoed and that be broadcast around the world. So it's it's all just based on all kinds of different lies. And it's all this all stems from a misappropriation of a gift of yeah. God to us. Mm-hmm. The gift of sex was given to us by God as a way for a married couple to express the intimacy that they share, which is a picture of the intimacy that we will share with God in the um, in His kingdom uh, in the new heaven and new earth. And um, it's, a, it's to be a beautiful thing. It's to be something enjoyed by a husband and wife. And uh, we, as it's a, it's a result of the fall. Uh, but as you said, it, it's, that's what makes it so um, all the more wicked, because ultimately, yes, it's sinning against these, these, these women, these people, but ultimately, it's sinning against God. It's twisting what He has made beautiful to paint a picture of His His grace, His love, His covenant commitment to His people, and we're and we're twisting it and perverting it and making it something ugly when it's really meant to be a thing to lead us to worship Him. Mm-hmm. And that's I think um, I mean I can't imagine taking giving your um, you know your 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 wife or giving your child uh, a gift and then. Um, being twisted and turned back to dishonor you on purpose, mm-hmm. like that, it's really, really offensive. It's um, yeah. it, there's a wickedness to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so I think we've established that the Bible it ain't good. The Bible says that it's it's a sin. It's a sin against God. It's against, uh, as you said in First Corinthians, ourselves against our wives, against women. Um, but how do we battle it? I think that's the that's the that's the place we want to get to on this. Mm-hmm. So the first point is that you said that we should. Yeah, mm-hmm. we should we battle because it, it's not we good. We should battle yeah. it because and and you know I think <clears throat> I think uh, one of the obstacles to the battle that many men have is that we uh, lie to ourselves and rationalize that we can't help it. Mm-hmm. That it well. It is natural. That's what the world is telling us. You know, it's natural. It's uh, something that um, we're just at. We're enslaved to it. We can't help it. Well, you know what else is natural? It's just being selfish. Yes. You know what else is natural is being uh, sinfully angry and yelling at people. Yeah. That might be sinfully natural, but it's not good. And we we say, hey, yeah, well, it might be natural for me to want to punch this person in the face or you know steal their money, but I don't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the... To answer that question, I think the first step in battling against um, against lust and against pornography use is the first step, recognizing really that it what it is that it mm-hmm. is a sin against God. It's a sin against uh, if you're married. It's a sin against your spouse. It's, it's a sin against yourself. It's a sin against women that you are using to satisfy, gratify your own lusts. It's a it's a sin against uh, our whole yeah, humanity in mm-hmm. a way, um, even against our own our own culture and society that we are degrading people made in the image of God. Right. And um, 
<clears throat> so just recognizing it for what it is, I think, is the first step in, yeah. in refusing to it. believe the lie. And uh, yeah, the lie. It was when you were reading from First Corinthians six, where it says it. The sexually immoral person sins against his own body. Our culture says just the opposite. Right. Our culture says, no, you're sinning against yourself if you don't give in to your sexual This is how lust. you serve yourself. If you yourself. satisfy yourself mm-hmm. sexually in whatever way that may lead, then uh, unless you do that, you are actually sinning against yourself. And, of course, self is the highest good, so you can't sin against yourself. So it's just absolute opposite of what scripture teaches right. about well, Jesus says sexuality. deny yourself take up your cross and follow me and the world says no 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 never deny yourself that's that's somehow uh, degrading your humanity and we're saying no real humanity is being like Jesus the perfect human so mm-hmm. being like him means to deny ourselves take up our cross and follow him and do as he did and he never used or abused women or anyone mm-hmm. right <clears throat> so I, where, I guess where I was going with the, the rationalization and the first step is to recognize that it's a sin, but the second step is to make a determination, a resolution mm-hmm. that we're going to do something about it. I'm mm-hmm. going to uh, put that to death uh, and to believe that in the power of God you can, you can have self-control, that you can uh, have control over your thoughts. Paul says we ought to take our thoughts captive. Um, and so... Uh, just talk about that for a minute. What uh, we can have all the determination in the world, but without the power of God, mm-hmm. we're most likely going to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think that it'd be easy for somebody listening right now to say, "Yeah, but I've done that. I've mm-hmm. said that before. I've I have struggled with this for years, and you don't understand. I I, I have been determined." I have gritted my teeth. I have physically tried to hurt myself or stop myself from doing something like this. And, and um, or on the other side, yes, I know it takes determination and it takes the power of God. And that makes me feel maybe that I don't even know God if I'm still struggling with this. Mm-hmm. Or I can't be a Christian if this is a, a challenge for me. And that's not what we're saying. But on the other side, um, just because determination alone... You can't just grit your teeth and overcome all sin. Um, doesn't mean you don't need to be decisive and ha- be determined. We need mm-hmm. diligence. We need discipline. We need this determination, and every day to say, "Yeah, I'm I'm going to live not for myself today, mm-hmm. but for the Lord Jesus." Like, what does that look like in my life in particular today? Maybe for you, that men- means on a uh, sometimes minute by minute basis, saying, "What does that look like when I'm feeling tempted?" Uh, because I-, I think that may be helpful to also just to state that we get <clears throat> that while there's nothing new under the sun, um, people are always inventing new ways of sinning the old, same old sins. And so today we have, <clears throat> um, you know, the, the availability and the opportunity to indulge in uh, pornography is at your fingertips, literally, mm-hmm. every day, all day, and night. And it's... Um, knowing that, that it's hard and that the world around you is saying, hey, it's, it's not that big of a deal. It's actually good for you. This is healthy. This is normal. Mm-hmm. That we, we realize, yes, acknowledge that too. Acknowledge that it's wrong, but also acknowledge that it's really hard. Mm-hmm. That, it, that it's not easy because of our sinful flesh, because of the devil, and because of the world around us. It's not going to be easy. And just ag- knowing that it's going to be war up front, I think can maybe sober you a bit, that, okay, it, it will be hard. And but it's worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you don't have to do it alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amen. Talk, men, if 
we're talking to people perhaps that are that are members. Most of the people that are listening are probably members of Piney Ridge Church. Men, if you're struggling and battling with this, don't try to go it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, come to us and talk to us or find another man in the church that you trust. And it's embarrassing. It mm-hmm. is humiliating, mm-hmm. perhaps, to uh, admit that you struggle with this, but I think that you'll find when you do, that that person that you are confessing to will be able to identify with you mm-hmm. and and come alongside you and help you. It's, it's not like that you're the only one in the war. It's, it's what it's more like is that you have a bunch of people in the, in the war who are secretive about it yeah. and saying, yeah, I'm battling, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm battling, but I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm battling, but I'm by myself in the dark and not going to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And said it, it would be much better to lock arms and say, well, how can we do this together? Mm-hmm. What does that look like? Because we need accountability. We do. And encouragement. <clears throat> yeah, and <clears throat> to someone who would say, like you mentioned a little bit ago, Jason, I have determined that. I have mm-hmm. I've made that determination in the past, and that carried me you know, for a day or a week or maybe six months or whatever. But then it, I failed again. <clears throat> I think... Uh, from my own experience and from talking with quite a few other guys, I can say, no, you didn't. You didn't really determine that, that there was a part of you that was still mm. <clears throat> saying, yeah, I feel terrible right now. I feel filthy and guilty, and uh, I don't want to do that again because I don't want this feeling again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to get caught, but there's a little part of me that still wants to hold on to the opportunity to do this. That's uh, right. You know, I want to give myself a little, a little out here, whether it's, whether it's to look at pornography or just to have lust in my own mind. And I think that for a lot of guys, even if they say, "Okay, I'm, I'm not going to look at pornography," and maybe they have the self control to not do that um, in their own minds, uh, or maybe they've had, you know, restrictions put on their phone and laptop mm-hmm. and don't have easy access to pornography. But I think guys will still give themselves the out in their own mind of well yeah but I can I can still basically have pornography in my mind and um, there has to be a wholehearted full commitment to there's no place for this anywhere in my life um, not uh, I'm not gonna look at things I'm not gonna look at another woman lustfully mm-hmm. I'm not gonna entertain those thoughts in my mind <clears throat> and um, and just be honest about where you're at. <clears throat> Are you really committed to it? Are you really committed to fighting that sin? Or are you saying, yeah, I want to fight it on a certain level, but I want to leave a little bit of room for it, to, right. for me to dabble in it. And there's a first time where you need to, the initial kind of decisive, I am done with mm-hmm. this, and it has to be real. But there's also that, uh, it's not it's not just a one-time mm-hmm. commitment. You make it every right. day. Yeah. You, you are regularly saying, mm-hmm. I am going to recommit Moment, every day. Yeah. And that's where I think it's helpful to not do it alone. Mm-hmm. Right. It's helpful to have someone who is who will hold you accountable, whether that's your wife or whether it's another man mm-hmm. or, or both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it's important. I think that's where it's important to have help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I would say um, again from my own personal experience and having walked with a number of guys and couples through um, a confession of using pornography and lust um, that it's often not going to be 
best for a wife to be that person, mm-hmm. or at least not the primary one right. who's going to hold, so, hold someone accountable, because it is a very personal sin against her, and um, so to put a a burden of responsibility on her to to be asking right. hard questions, I think is going to be for most women, it's going to be really emotionally painful and hard, especially initially, and so for most most every instance, I would recommend that there be a guy or so when I confessed my use of pornography to my wife um I uh, I don't remember the exact timeline but very quickly um confessed that also to Michael Sadich and asked him if he would meet with me so we met every week for years and years and years and um and he would ask me very specific questions and Mm -hmm. and it was mutual it wasn't just him grilling me we held each other accountable in different ways but very had very specific questions that he would ask me. Yeah. You know, have you looked at pornography this week? Um, have you entertained lustful thoughts? Have you looked at a woman lustfully? Those kinds Not of just, very direct. How's questions. it going? Yeah, how's it, wasn't how, just, how you doing? Yeah, because and I think that that's if guys they may have good intentions in that kind of relationship, but if they don't have specific questions, it's easy to get together, shoot the breeze for an hour, talk about sports, talk about weather and work and then go oh i gotta go but uh yeah how, you doing all right you doing okay can i pray for you okay no, i'm yeah, good we'll man thanks you. yeah yeah and not yeah. not really uh have true accountability in that way well let's talk about the wives for just a minute because i i think first of all the sin should be confessed <laughs> to the wife uh and and yet it's a hurt it's uh it's something that's going to Create a create problems probably for a while. Distrust, distrust, yeah. and those kind of issues. And mm-hmm. so, uh, wives, if you have been, um, if your husband has confessed to you, I I would encourage you to find also an accountability person mm-hmm. that you can talk through the hurt of that and have someone pray for you. Because of course we we want in our marriages to be living in a culture of grace and forgiveness, and yet. Building that trust up again can be uh, a time-consuming process, <clears throat> and so um, wives, we don't want you to feel alone out there either, and um, and we encourage you to find uh, someone to pray together with you and to talk through the issue with you. Yeah, and in that, uh, two things. One is that um, you might be wondering, well, do I really need to confess it to people? Can I just confess it to God? Mm-hmm. But it's really important to confess our sins one to another, James yes. says. Um, it, it helps it to come from just something, A, that you're just doing it alone, but B, it takes it out of the darkness mm-hmm. such that it's um, you get help, but you also you, can't, you don't get to say it's no longer a big deal. Mm-hmm. You, you, you acknowledge it. You say it out loud, and it's going to be humbling and hard mm-hmm. to say that out loud, but it's important to do so and to be specific and to not withhold things. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, I don't want to hurt my wife. I don't want to. I don't want to do. Um, You've you, already hurt your wife. Yeah. yeah so and that uh, that comes from pride. Yes. All of that really. It you does. may you it's may think really you have good motivations no. and oh, I want to protect her and yeah. and uh, but it really comes from uh, I've decided I can do this on my own. I can defeat this on my own. I don't need help. And so I'll just keep it between me and God, and I'll I'll fight it off. But. Um, or after I beat it, I'll I'll, t- I'll tell her later yeah. once I've conquered I it. I used to have this problem, but you know, you can be thankful that I, I beat it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's for your for the good of your marriage. Um, 
to help her to see her as a partner, a help in this. Like she can pray for you, mm -hmm. she can hold you accountable as well, mm -hmm. and um, even just seeing the um, whether there's whether it's anger or pain on her part, seeing that God can use that, um, yep. or and or um, seeing her gracious forgiveness mm -hmm. of you mm -hmm. and trust over time and still loving you, like that's that that's God's grace through her, and so yeah, I I would say that that's really really important to do and for the wives. Um, to make sure that you a don't uh, on the on the one side um, minimize it, make it like oh it's not that big of a deal. I guess all men struggle with it. I, I don't know. It's not that big of a deal. Don't do that to it. Um, on the other side, there is a need for real grace and forgiveness, mm -hmm. and um, that doesn't look like hey ex excusing it or saying well I trust you you know completely and implicitly, mm -hmm. yeah. but. There needs to be a, hey, from a fellow sinner to a fellow sinner, how can I help you? That's right. And, you know, mm -hmm. we talked about, I think I mentioned that it can be humiliating to confess. And, and Jason, or Nathan, you said something about uh, the pride of not wanting to confess. Mm -hmm. But we need to get to a point in our church where we are regularly confessing sin to one another. And, and that comes from a realization that we are... Uh, that we were born children of wrath, that we do have still a depraved nature, and it's not just us. I think it's really easy, especially for men who are uh, enslaved to this a sin of lust and, and looking at pornography and perhaps masturbation, mm -hmm. and, and to say, oh, that, that's really bad. I don't want to confess that. I want to keep that private and hidden. And I think that's... a uh, a, a lack of understanding of just how depraved we all really are, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, that that we all need the grace of God. We all need to be saved from uh, the wrath of God that is rightfully due to us for our sin. We need to be saved from our own sin and our own sin nature, and and that Jesus did win that for us on the cross, and so. If you're thinking, I don't know how I can possibly uh, defeat this sin, let me tell you that Jesus has decisively won that victory for you, and that is the power that you need to overcome this sin. Mm -hmm. Not that he will just do it, <clears throat> wave a wand and do it for you. We've already said it's hard work. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that you have to be determined to do. But if you are a child of God, you're not defeated and a victim to where right. you That's have right. no help. So um, we, I wanted to give you that hope. Yeah. So, um, gentlemen, hypothetically, let's say that I'm a man mm. that you're a man, is Steve. struggling mm. with lust and the desire to look at pornography, and, uh, and all of a sudden a, a lustful thought comes into my head. What do I do? Well, I um, <clears throat> indulged for many years those lustful thoughts um, when I finally uh, was brought by the Holy Spirit to a place where <clears throat> I determined to make a clean break um, with lustful thoughts. That didn't mean that I was never tempted by them again, but that I would no longer indulge them. That's what I mean by a clean break. 
um, no, no more friendship with them. <laughs> um, and I was, um, I was led to Romans 12, where Paul says, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And um, I determined that my, my mind was filled with filth and that it needed to be renewed. And the Word of God, I believed, was the way that my mind would be renewed. So I started memorizing scriptures. And so in particular, when um, a lustful thought or even an image would come into my mind, I would battle it with scripture, specifically Psalm 30, first couple of, uh, Psalm 130, the first couple of verses. Um, it was just immediately there in my mind. It wasn't, and I think that's going to be the case for every man, that if, if you have to stop and think, oh, how am I going to battle this? It's probably too late. Yeah. It's got to be a reflexive <clears throat> kind of thing where you go, okay, immediately I'm I have scripture that I'm, and it was it was praying out of the depths. I cried to you, O Lord, O Lord, hear my voice. So it wasn't just a random verse, but it was actually a cry to the Lord for help because mm-hmm. I knew that on my own I would not, I wouldn't be able to battle this single lustful thought, much less you know a lustful dis, lustful disposition in me. So, um, yeah, crying out to the Lord immediately. So, so part of that is replacing, as you were saying, Amen. your your thoughts. Replacing your um, even it, what you desire, what you value, and you build up. You have to have a storehouse of ammunition to fight with by memorizing scripture, by reading His Word, by praying, by um, listening to good messages, and talking with good friends about. Like, remind me again. Like I know this. I need to say it. Like one of the things that I think's been it's helpful for for me is to. Um, Remember that life is a fight of faith. It's a work, work of faith that we're asking God to fulfill in us, right? And um, Andy Nacelli has seven reasons why you should not indulge in pornography. And number three is because it's poison. It's mm-hmm. a fleeting pleasure. Mm-hmm. It's a poisonous, fleeting pleasure, which means you say, by faith, I'm saying that this is a lie. This actually won't satisfy me. What's, what's, what will satisfy me is what God has promised me in Christ. And meditating on, preaching to yourself those promises. And so you live by faith in what He has promised for you, that um, inappropriate uh, thoughts even about your spouse, mm-hmm. um, they can be, you, you treat them like an object, like body parts, like, mm-hmm. like that's, that's not real love. That's not what sex has been made for. And so when you, when you preach to yourself regularly and remind yourself, hey, um, this is not where real pleasure comes from. Real joy comes from trusting God. There is no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You trust Him what His Word says, and you obey what His Word says, and you, because you, you obey because you believe Him, that He will give you more joy than those who have when their um, grain and wine abound, and they, um, they have all their, their sexual appetites met, and what will be is what Solomon said, it's vanity. Mm. It's empty. It's a fleeting, poisonous pleasure. And uh, I think just re- preaching yourself truth in those moments, praying for God to help you, and then calling somebody who you need to give you accountability and encouragement and help in that time. Yeah. Well, so I think probably we should wrap this up. If you are listening to this podcast and you are <clears throat> struggling with lust, struggling with looking at pornography, with masturbation, um, 
First of all, if you are trusting in Jesus Christ for your salvation, for your salvation from the wrath of God, for the forgiveness of your sin, let me tell you, we just sang the song in our covenant member gathering the other night, that our sins are many, but his mercy is more. Mm -hmm. Jesus died to forgive you of that sin, even those depraved thoughts, those depraved acts that you have uh, engaged in. Jesus died. Whatever the worst sin that you have ever committed, the, the most uh, depraved parts of your hearts, Jesus walks into those chambers and cleanses them. His blood is powerful to do that. And if you're trusting in Jesus Christ for your salvation, there is no condemnation. So remember that there is grace to forgive you of your sin. <clears throat> Secondly, make a determination or make sure that you understand that this is a sin against God mm -hmm. and against yourself and against your wife and against we've we've just you know it's a sin that it does not glorify God it it's degrading and any and you need to stop so make a determination to do that and get help mm -hmm. if you're a member of Piney Ridge Church or even if you're not but you're you're listening to this and you, and you need someone call the pastors we would be glad to visit with you and to to point you in the right direction and to um, help you in your uh, in your fight in your battle against this. Um, confess your sin. Find someone to confess your sin to. Find an accountability partner. And then uh, I think Nathan, your your advice was so uh, precious. Uh, when you you need to have your mind renewed. Mm -hmm. um, even after you stop looking at pornography, Nathan, you mentioned this also, those images remain, mm -hmm. and you need to have your mind <clears throat> purged of those images. You need to have your mind renewed, and that will only come through uh, the Holy Spirit using Scripture to wash you and make you whiter than snow. And um, Which you said earlier, Jesus came to live and die and rise again to purchase our forgiveness, but also mm -hmm. our change, mm -hmm. like the, the hope of us changing, the hope of us uh, no longer being enslaved to sexual sin or any sin is our only hope, yes. is that Jesus paid for it. He you purchased it. You should preach mm -hmm. a sermon on that sometime. Mm -hmm. I might do that. So uh, just know these things, that, that you're not alone, that you're not the only one. And that, uh, men, we need to, to come together to help each other fight this battle so that we can live lives, uh, have thought lives as well as just the outward lives of, uh, of honor and of uh, godliness and holiness and uh, to be men of integrity uh, and faithful to our wives and faithful even more so to God. Amen. You guys have any last thoughts? Just a recommendation um, for, well, I was thinking specifically of someone who is listening to this, um, but is maybe not not quite sure that they're at the place where they want can or want to resolve to truly do battle. Um, but it's it's actually it would be great for for anyone to read. But it's the book uh, "The Death of Pornography" by Ray Ortland. Um, 
It's a just uh, it's very straightforward. Um, it paints small book. clearly much of yeah. It is a small book, so if you're not a big reader, uh, it's not too intimidating in that way. But he paints a very clear picture of uh, just more expanded on what we've said about why pornography and lust are so sinful and deadly. Um, but it's also a very hope-filled, gospel-rich um, book. So I would. It's one of my favorite books on the topic that I've read. Is it isn't it called the death of porn? The death of porn. Yeah, yeah. And Ray Orland. Yeah, yeah. Very good. Any other thoughts? You know what? I want to close with prayer. Good idea. Uh, Lord God, thank you for this time that we've had together, and and I. I just want to lift up my brothers, my brothers in Christ who are fighting this battle. Um, Lord. Just the three of us were talking before we started this podcast. This, our battle with sin, we can never believe it's going to be conquered completely until we stand before you in our resurrected bodies, in our sinless state. But, Lord, it's a battle that we can and should and will fight for the rest of our lives. And, Lord, I pray that you will help us to come together as a... Uh, a body of believers, Lord, helping each other, holding each other accountable, encouraging each other, exhorting each other, confessing to each other, and forgiving each other. Lord, help us to uh, stand together in victory over this sin, and uh, Lord, knowing that that victory comes only through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Lord, we are not our own. You bought us with a price. Mm-hmm. And, Lord, give us uh, not only the desire to defeat it, but also the strength and ability to defeat it. We love you, we praise you, and we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Amen.